Welcome to the Hoops Culture Podcast, where we talk about all things basketball. We're back for episode 21, being more consistent, the consistent hoops. So yeah, we're back. Um, Yeah, today's going to be a pretty fun episode. Uh, if you saw my Instagram story, you would have saw that um, I said that there was going to be a big surprise. And yeah, there is a surprise. And that surprise is we're not only going to talk about basketball now. It is going to be called Hoops Culture, yes, because it's mainly basketball. But when it's a hot topic, we will talk about other things besides basketball, like football, um, soccer, baseball, hockey, boxing, MMA. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. I really can't wait to do it. And we're going to start today. But first... I want to start with the NBA topic, which we are going to talk about who really is top five in the NBA, like top five best. And honestly, this year, it's not so easy to say. Um, It's a lot harder than it used to be to where like you... Before, like maybe two, three years ago, you could kind of say the top five off your head. Now, like in the league as as of right now, it's really, really hard to say because there's a lot of great players who are playing great. Um, You know, you obviously have to factor in team performance as well, how they play when you're on the court. Um, Like... Besides, like, you know, like, how they not play, like, how they, how they, how they play when you're not on the court, um, and to where, you know, besides where, where you, when you do play, I mean, there's a lot of guys, um, some guys definitely have jumped up the rankings for sure, for sure, and, yeah, I want to go down my top five list, it might be a little controversial, because I do have a couple guys who um, I believe are the best. And this year, I'm saying based off of this year. So before anybody gets mad, it's not all time or like the past five years. It is this year. And yeah, it's it's going to be, it's just based off of the play. So nobody gets upset and anything like that. So, without further ado, let's get started. And my number five player is someone who consistently just has been a great player so far um, in, well, in his career. Um, kind of dropped down a bit. Um, at one point, for a long time, he was considered the best player in the world. And he's close. I mean, he's top five, but I don't think he's the best player in the world anymore. Even though he's a phenomenal player, that's not saying he's trash like how some people think. But no, he's one of the best players in the world. And that player is Mr. LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James is one of the best players in the league. And he's top five. And he dropped down a little bit. Yes, he dropped down a little bit. And it's not hating him. It's not hating him at all. He's playing amazing. He's really, really good. 
it's just I feel his play is not the same as it used to be. His efficiency kind of has dropped down. Um, we see him taking a lot more jump shots than usual. Even though he has played great, he just, you know, and the injuries are piling up. You, we could kind of see it. I mean, he's averaging 26, uh, 5, and 7, and 2 steals a game, which is insane. 48 from the field, 34 from 3. I mean, it's a classic LeBron James year. Um, obviously, his Lakers are not very good at the moment. Um, which I don't think is entirely his fault, but it is some of his fault because you see the effort he puts in sometimes just this, like, like, I, I don't, I don't really see nothing like, like, I don't see some effort sometimes. Like he seems a bit lazy or just really just does not, um, put any effort. Like in my opinion, sometimes. He just looks, you know, sluggish or just does not care. He puts effort when he wants to put effort. That's that's been LeBron James for a couple a couple of years. But yeah, he's at my number five spot. My number four is the league's MVP from last year. Yes, I have him at higher than LeBron James this year. He has missed four games straight lately, but um I think he's a top four player in the league at number four, and that is Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is still a beast. He's scoring at a high rate, top tier efficiency, 59% from the field, 41% from three, which is the best he's ever shot in his career. Um, 14 rebounds, which is the best he's ever had in his career. Six assists, not too bad. A steal and a blocker game. You could kind of see he's been improving every single year, which is amazing. You see that his defense is actually becoming reliable for once, which is a shocker because, I mean, his defense was really bad at a point, but you could see that his defense in the interior is getting a lot better than what it was. His three-point shot is getting better. And he's becoming a really good leader. With Michael Porter Jr. gone, it's going to be a little tough to kind of keep up that wins, the wins. But his statistics are going to go up like crazy. Jamal Murray will hopefully be back um, around playoff time, so they can make a they can make a big run. I could see them being um, like you know possible sellers or buyers in the um, in the uh, trade deadline, trying to get someone trying to get someone to fit with them. And yeah. Uh, I think he's a he's number four on my list. So yeah, Kolyokic at four. You could call me crazy, but hey, it's in my opinion. And just because it's someone's opinion doesn't mean it's wrong. But let's go on to number three. Number three is a two-time MVP, a defensive player of the year. He is a Milwaukee Buck from Greece. Giannis Antetokounmpo, man, Giannis, um, Giannis is just, I, I love Giannis, like, I, I don't think there's any way you could hate Giannis, Giannis is such a lovable dude, like, when he was talking about the Orioles, <laughs> that had me cracking up, like, actually cracking up, but, man, he's been, he's been on a tear, he's been playing great, um, obviously, you see, 
a lot of his team is out and you know it's not really that's out of his control so the bucks don't look as good as they really are right now because of injuries but um he showed how much how much he really does care about improving as a basketball player because we could see that his jumper is getting better like especially in the mid-range he's shooting more pull-up shots that are going in obviously the three is going to take some time i think by next year he could be a 30 a 30 percent three-point shooter right now he's at 27 if he gets to 30 percent where people actually have to like respect that three that's that's really scary for the league um obviously he's insanely 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 athletic He's going up the court, scoring at will, very dominant. One of the most dominant players I've ever seen play basketball ever. Um, just the way you could, he scores in the paint, and like, I mean, it translated to a championship. They said, they said if your if your best player can't shoot the three, he can't be a champion. Um, he he didn't really shoot the three awfully well, but he's a champion as the best player. So yeah, um, Giannis, Giannis is my third best player in the league next number two um so been a been a good player always been in lebron james kind of not so shadow but just that number two all the time and former okc thunder player former golden state warrior and now brooklyn net kevin durant kevin durant is one of the best scores I've ever seen, probably the best, the top two score I've ever seen in my life. Him and Colby Bryant, top two. The way he just scores the ball is so effortless. Um, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't get fatigued. He shoots at a high. He shoots at a very high clip, and shoots fifty five percent from the field and forty one from three. And he's not only just there for scoring. The guy could the guy could push up the floor, dish it out a little bit, make plays. He doesn't just stand there, wait for the ball. He moves around. He could shoot off the ball, take the ball, dribble, dribble, shoot the shot. I mean, the man the man's a an insane offensive player. His defense um, has looked pretty good this year. Obviously, um, the Brooklyn Nets um, are still a great team. James Harden's having a little bit of a struggle. Um, he's someone, I think, with his play, if his play was like last year, he'd be top top five as well. But, you know, you kind of see his play decline because of the rules, and it's hard to adjust, like, you know, your entire game. He's had a really, really hard time adjusting. But, yeah, Kevin Durant's been doing just fine, bringing Brooklyn to wins, and, man, he, yeah, he's my number two best player in the league. Lastly... This man is a former unanimous MVP. He's a two-time MVP. The greatest shooter of all time. Yes, you heard that right. He's the greatest shooter of all time. He's the best player in the NBA right now. Keyword right now. Wardell Stephen Curry. Oh my God. That guy has... Curry has been on a tear on a tear i believe golden state has the best record in the league right now and it's key it's it comes from him he's having an incredible season man like 
Oh my god, I've I've never seen anything like him sometimes. At the point guard position, who have we seen like this? It's just so it's so incredible what he's done. And he's he's really putting that team together and they're winning. They're winning games. They're the best team in the league and they're my picks to go to the finals out of the West. They're a great team. He put he brings everybody together. The tough shots he could hit. He Man, he he is a tough player too. He's not soft. He'll he'll go in for contact. I mean, his last game was incredible against the Clippers. Thirty-three points, five rebounds, six assists, six steals. Absolutely insane. His defense is getting better. Guy could score at will, doesn't get tired. I mean man, it is it is damn near impossible to replicate what this man does on the court. It's so, so tough, but Hey, that's Steph Curry for you. But yeah, that is my top five players in the league right now. Um, it's subject to change. I will do one around um, December time, like end of December, as I'm doing it now. I'll do it a monthly thing to where we kind of update. It's like a little power rankings thing. And yeah, I, I think it'll be something that people enjoy. But as of right now, the power rankings... Those are my those are my guys. Those are my guys that are the best at the power rankings. So yeah. Done with the NBA talk. Now we're gonna move on to um, this Saturday. There's a great boxing boxing match. Teofimo Lopez versus George Cambosis Jr. Teofimo Lopez is he's a young upcoming boxer, but he's a champion. Beat Vasily Lomachenko um, in a great fight last year. Um, I mean, it was a hard-fought victory. I believe if Lomachenko actually wanted to throw punches in the first few rounds, he would have won the fight. But um, Teofimo won that fight, fair and square. Great plan. And uh, he kind of changed. His demeanor changed, in my opinion. I think he kind of got a little too cocky and really thought he was like the man. He thought he really was the man. And, I mean, you got other guys in that division. Javante Davis, one of my, probably my uh, my top three boxer, favorite boxer right now. Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Jojo Diaz, Rolly Romero, obviously the Lomachenko. And, I mean, it's it's been very, it's very, very, very um, competitive division where they just, happen to not want to fight each other for some reason. They act like they want to fight each other, but they don't. Whatever. So, Teofimo Lopez and George Cambo, uh with Eddie Hearn. And um, what happens is, is that George Cambosis is a plus 800 underdog. And that's kind of like where that thing, where it's like champions gets guys that they're supposed to beat. George Cambosis came out and looked incredible. Incredible. He knocked Teofimo down in the first round. Lost the first two, in my opinion. But then, just high, like, just class just was so much more faster than him. Got to him faster. Made Teofimo kind of take away, like, get out of his game plan and just start throwing shots. And, you know, it just, you know, it kind of looked awkward and looked made Teofimo look... Just look like an amateur, honestly. George Cambosis put in a great plan. And he beat him at the end. 
split decision, which I didn't think it should have been a split decision at all. It should have been unanimous. 100% should have been unanimous. Um, but, you know, it's boxing. What are you going to do? Boxing is always like that. Um, you have those type of uh, decisions that make no sense. But, yeah, um, what I think Teofimo needs to do is get away from your dad. Get away from your dad. Your, your dad was not helping you, telling you you were winning the entire fight. And then you still thought you won the fight afterwards. Like, no, it wasn't even close. Like, your dad was telling you you were in the fight. You are winning the fight in the corner. Like, no, no, you weren't winning the fight. Not at one point you were winning the fight. Besides round, th- round two and three, when you were up 2-1. That's it. That's it. And, like, um, you're, you, you, you can't be, like, you can't be Hollywood. You can't act cocky because anybody could take that belt from you like George Campos just did. So, yeah, I mean, that, like, obviously he's not going to take my advice. Why would he care? Like, I, I can't even throw a punch. But, um, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, you got you to gotta really get back to that wanting it, like, me, like, mentality. You really want it. Because now, the other lightweight contenders are laughing at you because they said, because a lot of them said that this is light work for, for you. Javante said, that's light work for you. Devin Haney said, that's light work for you. You should beat him. And those are guys that wanted to wanted to fight you, I guess, wanted to fight you. But yeah, that's that's what wanted to ha- that, that's what was going to happen. And it didn't happen. George Cambosis is the guy to beat right now. He has all the belts. I don't think they'll rematch. I I would honestly love to see Ryan Garcia versus George Cambosis, but I don't think Ryan Garcia's in any like position to get that fight especially with all the pullouts he's not going to get a championship fight um like that's just like a fantasy matchup i like to see because they're both very very quick um i'd say if if tank tank davis javante davis beats uh cruz and devin haney beats jojo diaz i think you do devin haney and javante for for their belts and then winner fights cambosis to get all the belts and I guess you do Teofimo versus Garcia unless Teofimo moves up to to fight to try to get that Josh Taylor's belt. I mean, it's very, very interesting in boxing. It's just, you know, these guys, the the promoters don't want to put these guys to fight or the guys just don't fight. It it just never happens. It'll happen when they're like out of their prime. So, yeah, that's one thing I got. Last but not least, I want to get into football. Football has been great this year. Football has been so entertaining. I love it this year. Um, you know, it's probably been the most competitive year out of any. Um, we've seen really close games. No clear number one um, team in each division. But today, with the help of the NFL playoff machine on ESPN, I have simulated the other week's. And, and I will tell you who I think will make the playoffs um, and what the outcome would be. So, let's get it on. And it'll be just the first the wild card games and the first round buys. And we'll like match up everybody from there. So, we got in the AFC, I believe the seventh seed will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Ten set, and they will have a 10-7 record. Um, Joe Burrow showed that he's a great player. 
Jamar Chase has proved a lot of the doubters wrong, just showing that he's actually a good NFL player and he's one of the best, uh, had one of the best rookie seasons so far. Um, sixth seed, I would have the Indianapolis Colts. They really turned it around so far. Um, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best backs in the league. Um, you know, he's been incredible for them. You got Carson Wentz, who's playing a lot better. Michael Pittman, who looks great. That defense, you know, with Darius Leonard. Man in the front. Oh, my God. Darius Leonard's an animal. So, bro, that man is an animal. Next, the fifth seed. I hate to say it because they rule my division every single year because I'm a Jets fan. The New England Patriots will be the fifth seed, 11-6. and six. Um, Belichick has proved that he could win with this, with uh, without Brady. They've been doing great so far. Um, I have them going 11-6. and six. Mac Jones um, has looked great. Um, he was kind of more of like a check down guy, a game manager, but now he's starting to like really air it out a little bit. So that's been an amazing. Um, their defense has been solid. Like, I mean, New England's defense has always been really good. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, good job for New England. They they got their they they got their guy they got their franchise guy and uh, I don't think I don't think uh, he'll be any bad in in the coming years I think they'll be great. The fourth seed going against the New England Patriots I have the Kansas City Chiefs who started really rough in the beginning. Um, they kind of started to pick it up as of late. Um, Patrick Mahomes is playing a lot a little better. Got Tyreek Hill. Um, it was was kind of dropping a lot of passes as of late, but you know, um, just the team as a whole has really come together, and they're not they're not the same team they were in 2019, 2020. They're not they're not at all, but they're still a competitive team that could win games. Next, the third seed, kind of an underwhelming team because in the beginning of the season I had them as the first seed. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, a really underwhelming team. They're not the same team they were last year at all either. Um, you could kind of see that Josh Allen is not overrated, but he has only beaten like a, a little lower tier teams, in my opinion. Um, he's still a great quarterback. He'll he'll be fine. Probably just having a slump. Stephon Diggs is not having like the year he was having last year. Um, that defense is still looking pretty good. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Buffalo. Next to second seed. I got the Baltimore Ravens with a 12 and 5 record. Um, Lamar Jackson, despite his stats, has looked pretty good, but he just cannot manage the ball. He's been throwing a lot of interceptions this year. I believe he's has 15 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Um, I think they'll. I think they'll still pick it up. I think Lamar will will finish off the season strong, and yeah, they'll be a good team. And the first seed. I got the Tennessee Titans. Um, they they have been a pretty good team, a, a really really good team. Uh, Derrick Henry's I think projected to come back week seventeen, so that'll be perfect for them. And if you get the first round by, he gets more rested and ready for the for the first for the first play for their first playoff game, and they'll be perfect. Um, I th- I don't know if they'll go to the Super Bowl, but having Derrick Henry there is like a must. It's a must. Next, moving on to the NFC. The seventh seed, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Um, 
Kirk Cousins is one of the weirdest quarterbacks ever. <laughs> like, really, he's been one of the weirdest quarterbacks ever. Um, he's either really, really good or really, really bad and awkward on the field. But he's shown half, like half he's really good or half he's really bad. He, he decides when to turn it on and turn it off. Um, Justin Jefferson has been an amazing wide receiver, one of the best in the league. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that's either good one year or bad one year, and I think they'll make the playoffs this year. The sixth seed, I have the San Francisco 49ers making it. Um, I have three... Um, NFC, why am I blanking? NFC West teams, right? NFC West, yeah. Oh my god, I, I gotta fact check myself, because I, I don't want to get that wrong. NFC West, come on, I, I have to be right. Okay, thank god. <laughs> thank god. Yeah, NFC West teams in the, in the playoffs. I got the Arizona Cardinals at the fifth seed. I got the Dallas Cowboys at the fourth seed, how about them Cowboys? You know, you know the memes. I think they're a good team this year. Um, kind of slowing it down a bit, but they'll they'll be a good team in the playoffs. I got Tampa Bay at three. Um, Tom Brady, you know how Tom Brady is. You know he's great. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, it's a good squad. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. I got them at the second seed. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been pretty good for them, better than Jared Goff was. And you got, um, uh, why am I blanking? Aaron Donald, sorry. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on defense. That's just, that is just killer. It's honestly unfair. And the first seed, I got the Green Bay Packers. Um, they're an amazing team. Um, Aaron Rodgers, despite all the controversies, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So, yeah, I mean, you can't doubt any of these teams. I'll actually say one bold take that um I think I think Rodgers is actually going to stay stay his entire career in Green Bay and probably retire after next year. That's one thing. I think I don't, I don't think Rodgers is going to leave. Um I think he'll definitely leave after next year and and give the keys to Jordan Love. Yeah, honestly that's all I have for today. Thank you guys for watching and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.